Flavour Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars. And Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavour Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B, Randy, and Lot B minus out here in uh, nice and comfortable, toasty California today. The sun was out all shining and stuff and all warm and things i really liked it randy you have a fancy hat on today it looks like you're wearing are you wearing linen yes i am you're wearing linen aren't you <laughs> yes sir Nobody wears linen in february don't you know the rule <laughs> bro it's california it's a beautiful thing about the weather we have out here you know what? actually it was funny i i literally had to take a run to the like county dump last week to take a weekend dump. and I took a photo because I wanted to post it on jo- on Dojoverse for all the people that give me a hard time about living in California. When I go even to the local landfill, you can see the whole coast of California, the Golden Gate Bridge, the bay, all just sprawled out Gross. beautifully in front of you. It's And it it's smells amazing. terrific. Oh, it smelled awful, but it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It, so, yes, it, here it is February, and I'm wearing linens. <laughs> and the seagulls, the seagulls are out in droves when you get out there. It's, uh, it's, it's not a comfortable place to be if uh, you are afraid of a little uh, bird poop. Do, do you go to the Do you go to the dump area, the landfill, often? No, no. I had a I rebuilt my deck this weekend, and Did you really? yeah, yeah. So if you, if you recall, you've been on my deck, Rob. Uh, mm. I had several boards that were just kind of rotting out and. Uh, had some holes in the deck, and so I ripped it all out, replaced all the redwood slats, and so I You're took all the... You're saying deck, right? With an E? Deck. Okay. Deck. Patio, if you will. Yeah, a, oh. wooden, a wooden gazebo without a roof. I don't oh. know uh, how else to say it. <laughs> it's a patio. <laughs> it's okay. Gazebo uh, without a roof, I think it's technically. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic, and it is scintillating, titillating, uh, stuff that we've got going here, Randy, but we're going to move on. Are you drinking your wine out of a Teco glass? Yes, sir. No. Oh. No, you're so, it, I mean, at in least... My, in, like, in my, in my it, world, bro, it's I wine. Got, I got... You've, got to come, you've got to come to play. Whoa. Of course. Of course. Bro, I have, I have beer glasses. If it weren't for my, my beautiful set of four Dojo Rocks glasses, I'd only have beer glasses. I've heard that whiskey takes, tastes fantastic out of those, oh, which is yeah. ironic that you call them Rocks glasses because I would never put any rocks in them, uh, but you do because you don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's talk to uh, the boys back in Colorado. Eric, you are very excited about this show. Did you get any sleep? Oh, I have not slept for two weeks in preparation for the show because I'm so excited because, you, as you know, if you follow me on Facebook, I drink Zinfandel just about every single night. And you order Zin by the, by the hammock. I, I feel huh. like it is the, 
it is the most underrated wine of all wines. And not only that... What are you talking about? Not only that, but it pairs phenomenally with cigars. Jordan? Phenomenal. How do you call it underrated? It's like the... That's like the one. No, no, not not really. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like a... Unless you've been hanging out with a bunch a of like it's, it's middle-aged women it's, or something. Well, we'll talk about this more in the show, but it it hasn't. It's becoming popular sort of now. Um, hasn't been super popular over the years. So there you go. Anyways, yes, I'm excited. Jordan, are you excited to have Zinfandel? Yeah, I, I sure like me some Zin. Now you and Sarah drink wine occasionally. Oh, by the. We drink a bottle a night. <laughs> yes, totally. So, yes, boys, uh, uh, back in studio, uh, lot B and B minus. We are excited. Awesome, awesome. That's good news. It's uh, yeah. This was like the uh, the the back to back Eric and Jordan pairings. Uh, Jordan's pairing did not go very well. Uh, so hopefully, Eric. I didn't choose the pairing better. though. Let's. You know, it's, let's be clear. That doesn't, that doesn't I like the drink. Matter. I didn't say, hey, this sounds like a good pairing to me. <laughs> the, the Boulevardier was a little too bitter for cigars, if people didn't see last week. And it got, I think it got unanimous. Did it get unanimous thumbs down? Yeah, that's I, the only one I can think of, maybe ever, that's gotten all thumbs downs. I have not given a thumbs up in season three yet. <laughs> really? Whoa. I didn't know that. I think that's, that's true, true, right? Is this our third? This is our third episode, right? Yeah. I can check. Yeah. I think you're I was right. thumbs down with the the matcha cocktail, and I was thumbs down last week. What about the other? Oh, into oh a, yeah, there's only been two episodes. Okay, that's not oh, saying that's, much. This is the third one. <laughs> uh, it's not saying much, but it's a lot for me. Yeah, I'm us- I'm thumbs up about everything. Randy says I, I just think everything is a great pairing, and uh, Randy's a jerk. But now, and Robbie, uh, Robbie, just real quick, yeah. are you you a wine guy? Generally, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I you know I I do like a good Zin. Um, <clears throat> I don't know the difference between like regular Zin and old vine Zin. I feel like Zin is the only one that you see old vine on the label. Uh, and I know that just means the lines are older. And I don't know if there's a certain there's uh, year, there's a no. certain year delineage, like that to be 50 years to be old vine. We'll get into that, I'm sure. Um, but I do like, um, I do like Zin. It's got, you can get more on a fruity side. You can be a little bit more on the peppery and earthy side. Um, I think it kind of runs the gambit of, uh, of flavor profile. Yeah. Uh, lately, I mean, the last couple of years, I've been drinking a lot of rosé, man. I just I can't get away from it. Now, I didn't ask Randy that same question because I know he's a wine guy. I know it. Oh, Randy yeah. invented wine. He invented <laughs> wine. He, uh, he sailed the ship that discovered the Zinfandel grape uh, on the island of Zinfandel, which I, you guys didn't even know. There was an island of Zinfandel. Well, we'll <laughs> Sorry, we'll Randy, get, Randy's we'll looking at this. We'll get into this, but it was technically about... Uh, 6,000 BC in Croatia that Zinfandel can be traced back to, but uh, but we'll get Croatia into that. Croatia was it's, an it's... island back then. <laughs> nice. Well, no, I'm pretty sure it was. Touché. It's been it's been landlocked its entire. Existence. Probably. Yeah, There's a good chance. Whatever. I, I just wanted to get landlocked into the show. That was the bet. I, I just won five hundred dollars. Okay, let's uh, let's let's get into the pairing a little bit. Talk about what we're drinking, what we're smoking. Uh, so we are in episode three of season three, and in this first segment of the season, we're focusing on earthy flavors, uh, an earthy flavor profile, earthy flavor components. And uh, I, I believe, Randy, the earthy side of things today comes from the cigar, and this is the uh, San Isidro from uh, HVC, 
And we'll get into uh, this cigar. And this cigar has been Wait. around an awful lot longer than I thought. What? You guys are saying the earthy component comes from the cigar on this one? Jordan, maybe you can just produce for now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, the, that's what Zins are, are known for. That's their thing. They, 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 they are. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. both uh, components of today's pairing. Jordan, just relax. Let, have, the, uh, let the boys it, talk. I just, that was too much for me. I could not even. Uh, that's just too just, much. Uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll Randy, produce. I can't wait until we're just back in Lot B and we don't have to deal with these jokers anymore. It's just going to be so much better. I just, I just need a can't. big mute button. Yeah. I just can't wait. For skinny jeans. Uh, yeah. God, they're a little too no, we, tight today. No, we love you. We love you, Jordan. You you bring up a great point. We'll get there. Speak for yourself. Don't throw this we around. This is this this is. I've reached my limit. That's it. It's just. It's not even subjective at this point. It's you're wrong. Objectively, that's not the flavor component. (laughs) Eric, we're gonna we're gonna need to renegotiate the the, uh, terms of the show. All right, Uh, Rob. All right, Randy, take over. Uh, you see now, now you, you've, you've flustered my host. All right. So, uh, we will talk oh, a little I'm not bit. Uh, I'm, <laughs> <just> whining. <laughs> I'm whining. But we, we will start with the, the wine side of things, which is known to be, uh, a, a earthier varietal. Um, I thought it'd be fun to do a quick little primer on, uh, on wine appellations and, and regions through, throughout the world. Why California, uh, stands out as a globally recognized uh, wine production region uh, as California. The United States is the fourth largest volume producer of wine in the world after uh, Italy uh, in order. It's France, Italy, Spain, United States with uh, 80% of uh, the uh, production of United States wine coming from California specifically. And everybody always talks about Napa. Napa had this uh, very famous uh, kind of lineage where they entered uh, Cabernet Sauvignons into a into a world um, competition against Bordeaux wines, one of the m- more famous regions of wine production in France, and, uh, and Napa wines won outright, uh, kind of swept the competition, and it took the world by storm because at the time, Bordeaux was so revered for their wine production that it was unimaginable that anyone else, especially uh, a young uh, country, so, uh, a newcomer such as America could uh, dethrone them from this competition. And so uh, so they actually refer to wines coming from the United States as new world wines versus the old world wines of, of Europe. Uh, and so we actually have um, regions that practically emulate the microclimates within uh, within the major wine regions of France. And so uh, our Napa, which is somewhat inland and protected by two mountain ranges, so it's this valley, um, it emulates the microclimate of Bordeaux. Uh, just east, I'm sorry, just west of Napa is the Sonoma wine region, so that's right on the coast of California. And so you get much colder nights, uh, more damp and, and foggy uh, uh kind of settings and so it it is more like uh burgundy um so with napa you're getting those bordeaux varietals such as cabernet sauvignon you're getting merlot you're getting cab franc and then in sonoma you're getting more uh, pinot noir and chardonnay again uh these are driven by the the temperature swings the overall temperature the rain days and uh and the sun hours within the 
uh, growing season. Uh, less well-known is the Central Valley. Uh, Lodi is one of the major capital cities of the Central Valley here in California. Uh, Lodi is located directly east of the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's also the largest break in our uh, mountain ranges here in California. And so while it's very, very far east, and most people assume that it's much too hot to grow grapes there, it has this wild variance between very, very hot days and very, very cool nights as the cool San Francisco Pacific Ocean breeze is able to travel all the way across this, this kind of gully into the Lodi region. And so um, Zinfandel, as I said, uh, was, was first traced back to 6000 BC in Croatia, but is primarily known today as a California varietal. Uh, it, it, it flourishes it, it, uh, here in California. It is the, the number one Zinfandel producing region in the world. And, uh, and to, to your point about the term old vine Zin, uh, Rob, is that is actually a technique that was used as Zinfandel. One of the reasons it hasn't done well in other areas is because it's very susceptible uh, to certain um, molds and rotting of its roots. And so what they were actually able to do, what an old vine uh, uh, harvest is, is they actually splice the, the vine onto an old rootstock. And so they, they just don't mess with the roots anymore. They chop them off, they, they start growing another one, and, and then they put the top on the existing uh, rootstock. And so that's what creates an old vine zin. Um, so so the, the rootstock is much older than the actual plant. That they're uh, growing and harvesting. Oh, interesting! I had no idea that, that was the that was the reason behind it. The name. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it actually parallels very closely with uh, with uh, um, uh, what made Corojo uh, uh, extinct in Cuba. Um, trying to blank on the uh, spoilage. The blue blue mold. Yeah, yeah, the blue mold situation that they had there kind of has a similar story uh, along with Zin, but instead of developing um, uh, kind of a crossbreed and a different, uh, you know, where you know, with tobacco, we saw Corojo 99 come out. Um, they just figured out that they can take the uh, old root stock uh, with a new plant and uh, it's less susceptible uh, than it had been if you were to try and grow something new. Um, and so, so that, that's, that's kind of the story, you know, and it's, it's funny, you know, Eric, uh, he said he's a, he's a regular Zinfandel drinker and he had even, uh, commented that, uh, I think he had mispronounced, uh, Lodi. It is Lodi, L-O-D-I. It's honestly have, for, for, have you never heard the song? Lodi's in a song? Credence, Clearwater, stuck in Lodi again? No? Really? Not for me. No. Yeah. Sing us a few bars. Yeah, sing it. <laughs> we'll get it. I, that's that's really the that's really the hook. Is oh Lord stuck in Lodi again? Huh. Oh, well, wow. I was I was going to say to to us here locally, it's there's nothing to say about Lodi. It's a little side of the road, side of the highway. Um, the biggest part of the town is the truck stop. It, it, you know, it's it, it's out in the flatlands of California. There's really nothing to see there. Um, and and you know for some. Well, not for some reason. Exactly what I what I explained about how the microclimate works there just it happens to make it a perfect growing region for Zinfandel grapes. Um, and so, so Zin, uh, another reason it's it's not more prevalently grown elsewhere is it's a very uneven uh, um, maturing grape. 
And so within a, a single bunch of grapes, you'll have some more mature and others less mature in the same in the same bunch. So you'll have some that are lighter in color that still have more of an acidic tang to them, while other grapes on that same bunch have actually already started to turn to raisins. And so those flavors are concentrating, and that's what gives you that jammy character that they talk about with, with uh, Zinfandel. If you were going to uh, you know, just use a couple adjectives to describe Zinfandel, it'd be spicy, jammy, and earthy, to um, Skinny Jeans' point. Um, and so, uh, so but, but it also leads to a more complex bottle of wine in general because, well, you know, so many wines are obviously blended from several barrels to give some complexity where they're getting, you know, some that are more jammy, some that are a little bit uh, more acidic. Uh, you get more of that because every bunch has those variations uh, with them, which is kind of uh, a very unique thing. One of the things that uh, agriculturally speaking, you, when you'd, uh, you know, go to get into growing grapes, you'd probably choose varietals that that mature more evenly. It makes for uh, a more clean and even harvest. And uh, and uh, again, in the Central Valley of California, they they embraced the the kind of unique uh, scenario and, and, and way that Zinfandel grows. And um, they've been able to do really wonderful things with it. So uh, I am excited to get to talk a little bit about wine tonight and, and to, uh, move on with this pairing uh, as when we paired with it before we had a guest on. So we couldn't really uh, geek out at all uh, about the wine uh, as much as we were talking to. Now, Randy, real, one qu real quick, just a real quick uh, point. Um, people wonder, like, what's the difference between, like, old vines in and not old vines in? And so apparently, and you can help me on this one. I'm just I, I'm a novice at this. But so, like, imagine um, the reason, like, old vines in is supposed to be good. This is my understanding is those old vines, the, the trunk of the tree is just all rotted and hard. Not rotted, but it's just hard and, like, it's just imagine, like, the ugliest root coming Knotted. out of the ground that you That's can imagine. You and because of that, it only sprouts, like, a few, you know, areas where the grapes come out. And so those Zinfandel grapes are all the concentration of all the flavors. That's why old vine is supposed to be good. Now, imagine, like, a new vine would have, like, all kinds of you know, sprouts coming out where grapes are. And so all the nutrients are going to all these grapes all over the place. But in the old vine, if it's actually an old vine, you're only getting a few, like, you know, areas where the grapes come out and then everything's concentrated into those grapes. Is that kind of correct? Sin compromiso. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's that's a totally valid um, description of it. We, More like they use Zin the term Compromiso. Zin <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> Old Vine Zin Compromiso. God, somebody just <laughs> mute him. Now, come on, Robbie. Come on! That was pretty, it's a great that's pretty good. Show. I love it, Jordan. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, but, oh, but no, you're, you're absolutely correct, Eric. It's uh, yeah, they, they use the term gnarly. Um, right, 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 right. One, uh, there's a brand gnarly head that's a, a real, real popular Zin brand. But, uh, but yeah, to your point, it gets these knots that, yes, then, um, so it, it kind of tightens. It creates a tighter grain, and mm. so because of the tighter grain, that, to your point, kind of concentrates those nutrients mm. and funnels them a little bit better because it's a tighter grain. Gotcha. Uh, ra ra rather than, than, uh, yeah, uh, a fresh it, plant. It's diluted more. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, and so like uh, so so for myself, since we didn't do the round the horn here, uh, obviously again for uh, for 
uh, episode three, we are smoking the HVC San Isidro that my uh, cohort, Rob, will tell us all about here shortly. Uh, for the Zinfandel that I chose tonight, I went with a, uh, with a Joel Gott. This one is, mm. uh, is from the Central Valley. And is um, and I had it pulled up here, but I don't have it anymore. But it it it, it, right. it holds those same characteristics that, that you'd uh, describe uh, any of the um, of the zins again. That jammy, earthy, little bit of spicy character. Uh, and so uh, so that's that's how I'm rolling. Oh, you know you- the other thing to say about zins is they're typically higher ABV than. Um, than uh, most red wines, like Cabs and Merlots. You know, a lot of the uh, uh, red wines are going to come in between that 10 and 12, maybe 12.5%, where Zins will be typically between 13 to 15. Mm. What am I checking in at? 14 and a half. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Randy, have you ever been to Gott's Roadside? Oh, of course, yeah. I had one of their burgers. Get out of town. Those are so good. Yeah, they, they they run a great uh, craft beer program. I've done some uh, events with them, and they're they they have like one person over the whole company that that does their uh, their food program. It's actually uh, it's actually kind of an interesting thing for something that has the the uh, motif of literally a roadside burger joint, but they have like quite a sophisticated like food and beverage program and, and wine, obviously, because it's and, Joel Gatto owns that as well uh the the burgers are fantastic i I think the original one is in sonoma or napa one of the two i i I get sonoma napa confused um they're right next to each other yeah they are they are and there's Uh, got's roadsides in both so i'm not sure which which was the first yeah and there's now there's one in san francisco at the um at the ferry building Uh, there's one in walnut creek now too yeah there's it's the if so if you're ever out here uh, and you want a good burger they are it's a bougie burger i mean it's it's they're expensive, but they are uh, very, very tasty. Uh, I'm going with a uh, Heritage Vine Zinfandel from Dry Creek Vineyard. This is one that I've never tried before. You can't really see that. A little washed out. Um, but it's got a nice picture of boats on it. And um, this is a <laughs> Sonoma County, which is interesting because there's um, the Lodi obviously has a lot of uh, good Zinfandel coming from there. And the Central Coast, the Central Valley, like you talked about, Randy, uh, for some reason, I decided to go with Sonoma County. Um, and that's mainly because my wife bought it for me. But um, <laughs> it, is, it is very, very tasty. And it, it checks in. And their, their website is actually very uh, – um, there's a lot of information here. This checks in with a 91 points on Wine Spectator, whatever that does for you. Uh, it's 2018 uh, Heritage Vine Zin. Um, aromatics of boysenberry, cranberry, and plum mm. with hints of coriander, cardamom, and dark chocolate. So you're getting that fruity, jammy aspect like you talked about, and then a spicier um, uh, spicier side with a little bit of uh, sweetness at the bottom, too, and some black pepper and white pepper, cumin. They, those kinds of things have a, a bit more of an earthy uh, component to them. Um, they give you the whole specs on this thing. It's 77% Zinfandel, 22% sweet. Uh, petite Syrah and one percent Carnagnane. <laughs> I don't know that one. C A R G N A N E. Sound like something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar anyway, with that right. I, I will say though, Dry Creek is um, is a sub Appalachia of Sonoma Valley that is known for Zin. Uh, it, it's it, it, it again. Dry Creek. It again is. Uh, 
uh, Sonoma being on the coast, it's a drier, warmer uh, like portion of the of the Sonoma Valley, and so it gets those cold nights and those warm days again, kind of matching that that same growing climate. Absolutely. Um, this one comes in on the website. It says it's about twenty five bucks a bottle, but I gave uh, twenty six. I gave my wife specific instructions to buy within Eric's uh, recommended buying zone, which I believe was ten to fifteen. Is that, is that where you you're, you live with your choices, Eric? Yeah, I I actually I'm I'm usually closer to the fourteen range. Um, now me and Jordan went with this. Uh, this is also a Sonoma County uh, wine, Robbie. Like you, uh, it's Bear Flag, and I haven't had it before, which is why I picked it because I like to pick stuff that I didn't have. But the reason I picked this one, and this was a little bit more, I think it was twenty. Um, but the reason I picked this one was the description was, you know, it talked about its earthy notes. So I thought, well, that's perfect uh, for tonight's show. So we went with Bear Flag. Um, nice thing about Zin, guys, if you're pairing this with cigars, is Zins are typically have less, like, tannin, fl- you know, the tannin, like, to make the, the sort of the sour note in your mouth. And I think that that helps you to not, you know, mask the flavor of the cigar. I mean, most Zins are like, Randy, I don't know if, if you agree with this or not, but they're like, Usually, like mid to a little bit sweeter than most wines. So, like, either the mid, they're either the, in the middle of the road sweetness or maybe even a little higher than most wines in sweetness, but much less tannin. So, you're not ruining your taste buds uh, with the Zin that you might be with some other wines. No, that's absolutely 100% correct. I and mean, Cab is known to have a lot more tannins in their, in their skins. Um, and, and Zins, again, that higher ABV. Uh, that they're known for is coming from higher levels of sugar. And so uh, more residual sugar as part of the result of the fermentation uh, goes right along with uh, the whole uh, kind of profile of Zin. So, yes, they are a little bit sweeter. Uh, again, people lean on that that term jammy where you get those, those more fruit uh, and sweeter notes. And so it's not nearly as dry. It doesn't leave you as puckering right. uh, from those th- that tannic uh, dryness. Um, so, no, I, I think that's a, a really good point as far as the pairing uh, opportunity with this is, is it's not that puckering uh, stringency that, you, that you'll find from a Cabernet Sauvignon or something that's like you just got hit in the mouth with, a, with an oak slat. <laughs> <laughs> you can paint a picture, buddy. I'll tell you. Uh, the, uh, so speaking of tannins, in my little write-up about this 2018 Heritage Vine Zinfandel from uh, Dry Creek Vineyards, the tannins are silky and smooth to lend a round, rich mouthfeel. Randy, I just wanted to say mouthfeel just for you. <laughs> I, I, noticed, I noticed it. It's funny, though, because the, that's, work it that's, that's practically uh, it's practi- practically counterintuitive to say smooth um, tannins because, yeah. uh, like, uh, you know, uh, Eric described it as, as, as it kind of affects the sour um, part which would be like the sides of your tongue it, we typically would refer to, uh, to tan, uh, a tannic mouthfeel as astringent. Um, again, it really dries you out and like leaves that kind of puckering. Uh, so I can see why, why sourness is, is kind of how you identify that Eric, but to call that smooth tannins is almost a, almost a double negative. Oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oxymoron. Yeah. Just like me. Um, <clears throat> so that's, uh, that's the wine that we're drinking. Uh, that's exciting. Randy, thank you for giving us uh, a bit of insight into Zinfandel. You're right. This is the second time that we've had Zin. Uh, we paired this with 
uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra last season mm-hmm. when we had uh, our good friend um, uh, Pete from Tatuaje uh, join us, and we smoked the TAA 2020, which was a very good cigar. I believe that rated highly on the number Dojo four limited year. edition cigar of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of cigars that rate highly on the dojo, we are smoking the HVC Isidro. Randy, is that how you say it? Isidro? San Isidro. San Isidro. I beg your pardon. Um, and this, this particular cigar has not, uh, I don't think we've actually reviewed it yet on the dojo. I couldn't find a review, so maybe, Randy, you should get on that, because, dude, you don't write any <laughs> reviews. Um, so the... the <laughs> hey, I wrote one, like, three weeks ago, so uh, I, 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 was, I was... You're good to go. I'm riding away. I'm riding yeah, away. He's still on his high from his most recent submission. <laughs> it, was, it was a good review. I enjoyed it. It was. Uh, so, uh, San Isidro, it's got Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, uh, a Jalapa binder from uh, Nicaragua, and uh, there's some Esteli uh, uh, tobacco from Nicaragua in the filler. It's made at the Tapsa factory, uh, and it does feature some of Aganorsa's Randy Triple A tobacco. Um, this cigar is, this is the first time I've smoked it, and I think this is the first time that you smoked it. And you, while we were, you know, pre-show, pre-game, prepping for the show, uh, Randy was complaining about something and Jordan was singing and Eric was trying to get everybody to be quiet. And I was just saying like how good this cigar was within the first like inch or so. And it's, there's so much flavor happening in here, but it's really, really smooth. There's it's, that's the one thing that I can't smoke something and tell you that that's got agonorsa tobacco in it. But I mean, maybe I can't, but I can tell you like there is a certain smoothness to Aganorsa tobacco that really, really stands out to me. And if somebody, if I'm smoking something like, man, that is a really smooth cigar, and they tell you that there's Aganorsa tobacco in there, I guess it's like, okay, well, that makes sense because the, those are the two things I equate those to. Um, but anyway, it's got a really, really smooth flavor profile to it. Smooth, smooth smoke, nutty flavors, some chocolate, uh, a, a kind of a, not like a deep earth, but like a fresh earth kind of vibe to it uh, that I'm picking up on. Uh, a little bit of minerality in there as well. Um, and some, uh, it was really spicy probably within like the first, maybe inch or so. I don't know if you had the same experience, but I was a lot of black pepper, hot black pepper on the tongue and on the retrohale for this one. Uh, it smoothed out into the middle and settled into a really nice medium strength, maybe medium plus, maybe, um, medium plus on the body for sure. And like full flavor, there's a lot happening here and we can uh, dive into it a little bit more as we go. But I mentioned that the that HVC has really been it's one of those under the radar companies. Like every year, it feels like every year HVC is under the radar, under the radar, under the radar. Uh, this year on the dojo, what what do we got? We they finished. They had what was it? Hot cake the, at number seven. Hot cake was number seven last year. It was the Serie A was what number three? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's and, and the, then there and the was 500 also, years was the number one uh, limited. Number one, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah, and then the that- year before that they were the under the radar cigar of the year. Uh, so so yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Rainier owes uh, <laughs> quite quite a bit of credit because as soon as you guys dubbed him under the radar, all of a sudden he's been hot on the radar. I sort of feel like Ran- I was thinking about that today actually. Yeah. Uh, was it seems like. A couple years ago, me and Jordan were like, you know, this HVC, you know, they use Agonorsa Leaf, da 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 Like, 
you know, we didn't really know much about them. We started smoking their stuff, and all of a sudden, we were hooked. And I'm, I'm certainly not taking credit for this, but like on the dojo verse now days, like there's people that smoke HVC every day and check into it every day. Like it seems to be, you know, really blossoming into something that people are more familiar with. I'm, I, and believe me, I'm sure that has a lot of factors besides the dojo. But truth be told, like in the last few years, like we've just really, you know, glommed on to everything that Rainier does because he seems to just have a really good palate for, you know, our kind of, you know, it kind of matches my palate. Almost everything he does, I like. Yeah, no, he, I, he does I a fantastic like, job with the, their tobacco. I feel like a lot of their blends, um, they really do hit that sweet spot. Like I was kind of describing this, where it's it's not too heavy in one direction, not too light. It's, I mean, they, I don't think they have any real powerhouse cigars that they do. I haven't smoked them yet. Uh, and they've got eight or nine different blends on the market. As far as I can tell, I'm sure there might be some that I'm missing with limiteds and stuff, but, um, they, they tend to sit in that medium to medium plus in strength, but like full, like medium plus a full flavor, never a big strength kick yep. in there. I, I called this one medium, maybe medium plus medium plus is probably generous, but it depends on what you're used to. I mean, for me, this is more medium, um, really, really tasty cigar. I'm, but- well, a couple I'm things that I haven't smoked this yet because it came out in 2016. Yeah, I feel like uh, I think 2016 was still very early on. I I, I almost want to give credit, other than uh, you, you know, to to your point, Eric. It, it's been kind of a perfect storm for Rainier of of a lot of things that I think are adding to um, a really positive trend of HVC being on the map, but. Uh, but I did the review for the uh, the 500 years for um, after it took the the number one limited cigar last year, and I found a quote from him I really liked that he he speaks to you know he was born and raised in Havana City, Cuba. He is as Cuban as they come. He talks about very specifically you know obviously the the name of his company HVC is the the like acronym for Havana City, um, and so he really tries to give back to that kind of Cuban. Uh, his roots to uh, tobacco's roots, and uh, and he talks about blending to um, to balance. He uses the term balance more than any other uh, blender that I've seen uh, kind of speak to the way they blend specifically. And he talks a lot about that, Rob. So I think I think you're right on with uh, you're picking up on on what he's trying to uh, do and create this great balance and. And we all know with Aganorsa leaf tobacco, it's it's very well fermented, which I think leads to that smoothness that you refer to that you get from from them. Very full flavored. You get that great black pepper spice. You get you get that sweet jalapa uh, character from their tobacco. And 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 again, he's got a great palate. He's doing great things with with their tobacco specifically. And uh, and I, I almost want to give credit if, if I'm not mistaken, Eric. You can correct me if if I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like it was when he first did that uh, that limited broadleaf box that really got him on all of our radars, where everyone was checking him out because you you don't see any broadleaf um, wrapped cigars coming from. Agonorsa, um, you know, uh, sub brands. Well, and for so me, we, for we me, Randy, uh, the broadleaf was just a, a big surprise for me because no. of what you're saying. Like you're 100 percent right. Like the broadleaf was like a surprise coming from him. But the thing that 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 really like got me hooked was that Serie A, which was the number no. three cigar last year. That Serie yeah. A with this sort of salted peanut um, profile that that got me hooked, and that now is in my like. 
I have like this sort of like rotation of cigars that I feel like I always want to go back to at certain times, like Espinosa Habano, Aladino, Corojo, Serie A. That's you know those are the ones that I, that just never ever seem to let me down. And but yeah, that you're right. That broadleaf was a surprise based on coming from HVC. You know, typically you know sort of like this Cuban profile, but his broadleaf was fantastic as well. Yeah, that came out, uh, that was, Randy, that was the first year that uh, you and I did uh, IPCPR together. So that was, what, 2019? Oh, that's right, that's right. You and I did the interview with him, and he and he come out with the La Rosa and the Serie A. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the La Rosa. There was the La Rosa 500. Right. Uh, and I don't know if they're all called 500, but that's a, it was like a different blend every year or something to that effect. That first, that was the one. Thank you. That was. I was trying to remember what's the cigar that really got me onto them, and it was the no. La Rosa 500. That was fantastic, really, really good blend. I don't remember which one it was that I smoked, but it was really good. Um, the uh, San Isidro looks to be available, Randy, in three different sizes. I think we're smoking the the Genialis, which is a six by fifty-two. At least that's what I had. Your cigar mm. looked smaller than that. So I'm not sure if that's uh, what you're no, smoking the, or not. No, the, the, these are the same, and I and I, I would say this is a very very soft box press. It's not yeah, quite parejo, it, but it's call it like a trunk press. A trunk press, it, okay. Which the first time I had heard that was um, it was Crowned Heads, and I want to say I want to say it was the Headley Grange was a trunk press, but I could be wrong. It, but they, it was like a real soft box press. This, this one that I'm smoking now is real flat on the bottom, but it's kind of rounded everywhere else. But oh. you can tell that it was pressed. It's not a, it's not a true uh, round cigar. Right. Uh, but it is, it does have a very comfortable. It's comfortable in the hand. It's very comfortable when you're smoking it. I'm actually smoking this uh, like a lot faster. I find myself just puff, puff, puffing away on this thing, um, and I'm really, really digging it. Uh, also comes in a size called uh, Divinos, which is a six and a quarter by forty-eight. Which that's what, I mean, what do you want to call that? That's you guys are smoking. I think, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then there is the Hermoso. Someone just chimed in. That's one of their favorite short smokes, four and a quarter by fifty-four. Um, I can imagine this blend in that size would smoke really, really well. Yeah, uh, I would enjoy to try one of those. But yeah, it's been around for a while. It, and I don't know if this is uh, if this is weird to bring up. But the look of this cigar, the band, <clears throat> reminds me of the brand Curavari. Do you guys remember Curavari? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, 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 right. Are you talking about uh, like with a Buenaventura? Super, Buenaventura? super cheap yeah. and super good, yeah. But the Buenaventura was yeah, five but, bucks and it was amazing. But the, the, the branding on this reminds me of that. It's very simple yet very bold at the same time. Kind of old school uh, meets new school. Yeah, just... I mean, you look at it, and it's just, I mean, it's just the... It's got, like, the a bright uh, Caribbean kind of a look to it. Yeah, just like a sans serif font, nothing nothing over the top, but uh, very, very cool. Nice uh, uh, gold leaf on there and such. A little bit of uh, um, uh, whatever, gold and red and HVC. Doesn't, so, really match, anyway. doesn't really match the other HVC cigars right? Right. at all. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's the one thing. You when might you not know, right? The Serie A is a really good cigar. Uh, the band on it is like, it's not very visually attractive to me. It's like, it, it's not the kind of band that I'm like, I, if I see that, I don't know what it is. I'm probably not going to grab it. Right. That's is, is what I mean. But the cigar in and of itself is phenomenal. Yeah. And I agree with you, Eric. It's I've, I've probably phenomenal. gone through 
I probably smoked about 10, 15 of those, give or take. And I mean, I've never bought a box of them, but I could easily see myself buying a box of them because every time I smoke it, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And it's really, really good. Well, Sorry, Rob, Randy, well no, you're good. But while you puff puff on your Santa Cesar there, I'd like to say that I know that I speak for both myself and Robbie Raz. When I say that spending time doing the Flavor Odyssey is very special to us. It's equally special to us to have the support and partnership of our sponsors. Tonight's episode, just as every episode this year, will be brought to you by our good friends at Drew Estate. The 2020 Cigar Dojo Brand of the Year recipient has delivered on their promise to share an experience of excellence with each of the releases that they brought to cigar smokers in 2020. Everything from the BOTL Brown Label, the Undercrown Shady 20, the newest collaboration project, Undercrown Sun Grown Dogma, and all the way to the number one limited cigar of the year, Year of the Rat. You know that you will experience something special when you pick up a cigar from Drew Estate. You can find Drew Estate cigars everywhere cigars are sold. Head to cigar drewestate.com forward slash store locator to find the so shop close. near you and experience the rebirth of cigars. One of our favorite Drew Estate retailers is responsible for sponsoring all of the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. That's Smoke In. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. Act now and secure yourself attendance to what, it, to what is to be sure, the virtual event of the year, the Great Smoke 2021. There are still packages available online at Smoke In. <clears throat> Favorite brands premium every day at smokein.com. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so you know close. What? You know what, Randy? Every, like, like, <laughs> so I can, close. You, can, you can just feel the excitement when you're about to start. Like everybody can tell when you're transitioning <laughs> into a read. And I can feel the excitement throughout Dojo Nation. And everybody's just waiting to comment. And Man, everybody's yeah. got your back. Everybody supports you in these reads, except for those two jokers in Colorado that just want to give you a hard time. <laughs> well, you, yeah. I rewrote this one just for today because I wanted to get in the virtual smoke. Because no joke, if you're watching right now, if you're a big fan of cigars, I'm not kidding. I've seen some pictures from the behind the scenes of the Great Smoke this year. It's a dang shame that the world is what it is right now, and we can't all be there live in Florida. But I promise you that Abe DeBabna is going to put on the best virtual event that we have seen to date with this year's Great Smoke. And so I really wanted to like put something in there and let people know there's still packages available. It's a it's an incredible value. Uh, you're getting humidors. You're getting 40 cigars. You're getting uh, you're getting lighters. You're getting cutters. You're getting access to some of the coolest names in the cigar industry by attending this like all day virtual event. It's gonna be fantastic. I'm excited. I'm gonna be tuning in. And, uh, and so I wanted to rewrite that, and I realized as I got to the end, I left this, like, fragment sentence from a previous <laughs> read at the end. And like, that's why, like, there's just non-coherent words at the end of today's read. That's right. You did good. But, by the way, at 2.15 Eastern Time, Dojo Nation will be on the show. We'll be in the, uh, in the Great Smoke. Beautiful. So that's going to be fun. 
Like I said, some of the greatest names in the industry are oh, going to be there. You don't want to miss out on it. It's I think they, they've got it posted as $169.99 for a $430 value of just the stuff that you get in the box. It's not even including the engagement. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic day. I recommend if you follow shows like this, you like tuning into this kind of thing, it's something you don't want to miss. I, I hear they were looking for some of the most experienced cigar smokers out there, and they reached out to you guys. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a mistake. <laughs> not, not not any other not other websites. Just you no, guys. they said <laughs> we need the best, defunct or otherwise. That was a mistake. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. All right. So, so getting back to to the pairing, I I, I wanted to say that I totally agreed um, with a lot of the the flavors that that you were. Uh, kind of describing from the cigar, the mineral, the minerality that I'm getting from the cigar is definitely putting this cigar in the earthy category, <clears throat> Jordan. And, uh, and 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 yet you you do also get that you know it's one of my favorite flavors of that uh, that bready that cr- uh, bread crust kind of uh, nutty um, character as well. Very flavorful. I definitely get a, a great spice. Um, and and then the the wine also has earthiness has minerality has jammy fruitiness um very smooth and um and so for intensity purposes even though 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 the wine is a little bit sweeter is a little bit higher in abv um because of that lack of tannin and because it it doesn't have that that like uh, that same bite that say a cabernet something y'all might um i think it's still in that medium uh, range. So I think intensity wise, these two are, are, are matching each other really quite well. You know, hey, Robbie, I completely uh, agree with that. Robbie, yeah, just yeah. Uh, when when I drink a Zin, Robbie, and I'll see see if you agree with me on this. When I drink a Zin, and I say to myself, "Oh, this is a good Zin," the reasons why I say it's a good Zin usually is because it has. A, a really nice buttery finish to it. That's what I'm looking for is the buttery finish to the Zin. Like there's some sweetness. There's very less tannins than your normal wine. We've already covered that. But it's that earthiness combined with the butter flavor that coats my palate when I say I like that Zin. There are some Zins where you only get the jammy flavor and you don't get that sort of buttery, earthy finish to me, this particular wine that I'm drinking right now, this Bear Flag, has an excellent buttery finish, and that adds so much to this cigar because the cigar is very earthy, but then I get this sort of buttery, savory note that combines with the cigar, to, to me, that makes this pairing so fun. What do you think about a uh, buttery finish on a Zin, Robbie? It's, it's funny you say buttery. I, I never would have used that term, but listening to you describe it, and while you were doing that, I took a... a a couple of uh, swigs off the old, uh, old uh, wine glass here. And I can understand wh- where you get the term buttery. I still don't think I would call it that, but I-, I know what you mean. There is a bit of, it's that fruit. See, for me, I always want it to be kind of fruit forward. And then there's a, a, like a spicier finish. There's that black pepper on there and there's going to be some earth on the finish. And But the finish, ten- for me, it doesn't really linger. It's not quite dry, but that's not the term I would use. But it, it's not one of those that really sticks on the palate and lingers there for a long time for me. If if we're going with something that lingers a lot, I think that would get in the way of a pairing, honestly, uh, pairing a cigar. So I don't know that I would go buttery, but I, I understand that kind of that earthy, kind of salty 
Uh, salty is an interesting word to use in, in there. I, I, again, I don't think I would use that either, but there's a little bit of that that element in there. So I, I'm definitely digging, uh, picking up what you're putting down, but I'm not, the buttery thing, when I think of buttery, I think of like a heavily oaked Chardonnay, and I don't get that vibe from this, but maybe that's just, I'm in my well, own head. Well, I, I guess what as I'm saying, that term right, what I'm saying is the, the zins that I like the most have more of that buttery finish. Like if you have, say, a, a Saldo or something like that, like you are yeah. really going to get that creamy, buttery finish. So you get all yeah, of... creamy. You get Creamy you, is the right word. All right, so you yeah. get... For me. You, you Chad, get, Chad, Chad is describing it as fatty. Yeah, okay. I, I, like I was that. about to say, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. That's an excellent way to put it, uh, Chad. Um, some, but here's the thing. Like when you get into your 10 and $9 Zins, you really only get the usually typically only get sort of that jammy kind of flavor, which is good too. There's nothing. I'm not. I'm not dissing that. I just like it when there's that that fatty, like Chad said, or buttery sort of finish that coats my palate. Now this particular zin that I'm having, it does have that, and which I, I I'm, I'm enjoying greatly. Mm. Yeah, fatty yeah, works say, for me. Yeah, I would say that saying buttery, fatty, fatty, or creamy are all talking about a, te- a texture. Right, that, like, like you're yeah. not so much talking about that totally. butteriness of the flavor of butter that you would get from a malolactic fermentation of, of, of Chardonnay. Buttery is so specifically um, denoted in Chardonnays for having that butteriness, and that's a fermentation quality. And and, and to, to your point about cheaper um, uh, zins, and I'm very careful how I use the, the term cheap versus inexpensive. Uh, be, uh, be mindful. You've explained uh, that 15 times during <laughs> so, so the, I'm, the run of Flavor I, I, Odyssey. I just, if, I, if I'm going to use cheap, because I usually use inexpensive, when I use the term cheap, I'm using it very uh, specifically. When you talk about those cheaper uh, zins, uh, you, you're what you're going to find a lot of the times is they're covering up the lack of fermentation technique that they have uh, in, in process with a lot of oak and a lot of residual sugar, which is going to leave it more oaky, more tannic, more jammy. And you're not necessarily going to have that that extended fermentation that's going to lend to more body, more uh, viscosity, where, where it does kind of stick to, to the palate. It, you know, lingers isn't probably the right word. I usually think of lingering as like a flavor lingering. This is more just a, of a coating of the palate. Uh, is, is is how I'm reading how, how you're describing that, Eric. And 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 for the one that I'm drinking, definitely has that. It, it kind of coats the palate. It allows the cigar smoke to kind of stick to to the palate and and those flavors to. Uh, like kind of sitting there and, and, and macerate a little bit, you, you know, you, you get to chew on them a, a, a bit and, um, and enjoy that minerality and those nutty, you know, bready notes from the cigar a little bit longer. So you get that extended kind of uh, character from the pairing. Now, Randy, just real quick. And I promise this is my last question to you. Cause I know you don't know a lot about wine, but uh, the question <laughs> comes, uh, wh- what's the difference between a white and a red Zin my so, understanding is it's the same grape. It's just all in the, the processing. How they produce the wine is the only difference. Yeah, so that's that's correct. So um, so when you make red wines, what you do is is you you crush the wines. We say crush them, but you very gently pop them open to allow the juice to come out. And so when you do the primary fermentation, the skins are still in there, and the skins have the, that red coloring. They have the tannins. Okay, and so you're with uh, extended skin contact, you're extracting both tannins and 
color from the skins. So you're right. It's the exact same grape bunches that would go into a white zin, a rosé, or a red wine. And the difference is the amount of contact time that they have with the skins. So if you're going to make a, uh, a white zin, you're literally crushing and pressing all at the same time that same day. You're getting no skin contact time at all with the skins and uh, during the fermentation. So you're just getting the juice. The juice of all red grapes is naturally clear. It only becomes red once it ferments for weeks in with the skins in this kind of stew and slurry of skin and juice. And so it becomes uh, red in color. It becomes more tannic. And so for a, a blush or a rosé zin, uh, it's going to be a very short contact, like two to three days on the skins. And then you'd press and separate those. And then for a, a Zinfandel uh, proper red wine, you would let them sit for weeks in the uh, in the fermenter with the skins before you would press and separate out the skins. Thank you. So much don't, skin. Don't ever say Randy doesn't know anything about wine. <laughs> <laughs> don't, but please don't ever say extended skin contact again. <laughs> he, 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 he dropped macerate in there for you, too. I yeah, that was, I, I caught that cool. one. I I, aggressive terminology from Randy tonight. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, I would, Randy, to get back to the pair, the, yeah, the show with triple X, uh, to get back to the pairing, uh, a bit, uh, I definitely agree with what you're saying about the intensity of flavor is really spot on for me. The, <clears throat> the spiciness of the cigar, I think we might be losing some of the subtleties of the cigar. There's, there's a, a, a few flavors that I was getting. Uh, before, like a like kind of like a salted peanut that is really getting um, uh, maybe a little bit run over, but uh, the creamy uh, texture of the cigar, the, the the bread crust, French bread crust is perfect. It's a perfect descriptor for this. Um, it's almost you get it like almost like a tiny little bit of bitterness from that, but not a lot, and just that kind of doughy flavor in there. Not super doughy, but just crispy and. It's uh, there, there's a nice that, that's a really good descriptor because I, I think that that is uh, spot on a little bit of chocolate notes in there that go well with the fruit. Uh, for me, the flavor hook really is there's a bit the spiciness on both sides. There's that black pepper spice that I'm getting from the cigar is, I think, enhancing the spiciness in the uh, in the wine itself. There's that creamy texture that I'm getting from like we, we discussed from the wine and from the cigar. There is that to me is a really nice synergy uh, on the palate and the chocolatiness from the cigar, while it isn't overtly chocolatey is, uh, going very, very well with the fruity component. The earthiness is across the board. I don't think that that really, it's, it, it doesn't butt heads. It's, they're kind of, uh, going in the same direction, uh, if you will. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about all that? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I think it was a fantastic description. I agree. Oh, I guess man. we'll, we'll We'll just jump straight to uh, this is a clear and obvious thumbs up. Uh, really, yeah. really, really great pairing um, it, through intensity, through, through the flavors, just uh, enhancing each other. It, it, as I've said several times now in, in this season, that's kind of my my new like definition of a great pairing is when it is uh, when the sum is greater than that of its parts. I think that they, they do intensify some of the really pleasant flavors of each other and, and it, they kind of. Uh, I think synergy is a great term. I think this is a fantastic pairing. My favorite pairing so far is season three. Yeah, I was looking for a corporate. I was looking for a corporate buzzword. 
I just I wanted to work a corporate buzzword in, and I figured synergy was. I mean, I couldn't say spreadsheet, so I, I <laughs> you could have. You, uh, you could you could have said weird. Part, yeah, I could have. You could have said partner. Yeah, you could have said partner. That would be a good one, right? Yeah, that was. It's well with with all the terminology Randy was throwing around. You never know. We could we could cut just a couple of words and end up with like a dirty book. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, really, really digging this pairing. I'm I'm guessing. I mean, we haven't heard much from Jordan because I was mean to him at the beginning of the episode. Jordan, I'm sorry. You know, I love you. Uh, how. Uh, how have uh, how has this worked out for you? Because you you've been you've been quiet, and I while I appreciate it, I do want to apologize for being rude. No, uh, get out of here! <laughs> Give me the weird weirdness. how I like insultative and then apologize. <laughs> and back to back. Get out of here! Um, totally well, I feel like I don't even have to say anything because you just summed it up with your description so incredibly well. Like that's a, like almost exactly yeah. what's going on. Uh, I feel like the cigar is. Just like that, that bread crust that you're talking about, but I, I, I get a little more buttery, buttered toast stuff going on, mm. the roasted nuts. Mm. To Randy's point, there is a teensy bit of mineral, but like a, ter- I would never like use a tertiary flavor component to describe a cigar. Like I would never say a cigar is earthy because it has a, a mineral component in it. Um, you know, there's there's cigars that have floral components. They're not a floral cigar, but then and then the smoke and avo Elio Five that is like a botanical. El- uh, floral cigar uh so this cigar is not earthy you've mentioned that cigar in every and episode now we need to mute him again uh, you, you apologize was, you gave him we're a little so leash. close i mean it has so it has mineral in it it's not an earthy cigar by any means uh and uh, you know i kind of like that like you're getting like the toasted bread like buttered toast with a cigar and then you're getting like uh jammy quality from the wine sort of like a, a jam Spread some jam on some toast, that kind of a thing mm, going on. Exactly. Uh, the wine, the, it's got like a real musty nose to it. Um, and at first, I was getting, I was getting a decent amount of tannins, uh, a lot of like, like the skin of like a cherry, like a cherry skin kind of a flavor. But as you drank it, it started to get more, more jammy, more like a plum kind of stuff going on. I'm total thumbs up. This this pairing, guys, makes me wonder why wine isn't more popular among cigar smokers as as a pairing component uh, because it is such a perfect pairing. Like this, Randy, you said it brilliantly that this pairing brings out the best in both of these components to make a, a perfect pairing. Like you have, just like Jordan said, imagine having uh, a perfect piece of buttered toast and then you spread... You know, some raspberry or or strawberry jam on that. That's nobody nobody d- dislikes that. Like everybody likes that flavor when you do that, and that's exactly what you're getting here. You're getting a buttered toast with jam spread on top of it. It gives you a little bit of everything: the salty, the sweet, uh, all of that sort of stuff wrapped up into one. Even though we're doing earthy components, these bring together a whole new aspect of the. Pairing, it's a enthusiastic thumbs up for me. You know, I I, I gotta say I, I like the way you, you, you kind of painted that picture of nobody dislikes buttered toast with jam on it. It's it, it, it kind of brings out uh, a word for me of it's very comforting. It, it's it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a comfort food type snack. It's a comforting uh, pairing, and this is very comfortable. It's very approachable to anybody that enjoys wine at all. Um, 
but hell, my, my first uh, cigar I ever smoked was was with a, a bottle of red wine. And, uh, and, and it's interesting. Yes, you, you and it was a that. Davidoff late hour, Randy. And it was oh, a <laughs> Let me tell you this story. My first cigar. No, but, uh, no, but, 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 but I think that's a, that's a great point. Hopefully, you know, uh, the audience, uh, everyone watching uh, the show today uh, found this uh, pairing as um, – as well put together as, as clearly we all did. And, and maybe it'll, it'll spawn some, uh, some new wine and cigar pairings, uh, posted on, on Dojo verse. We'd love to, uh, see them. If you, if you do, you know, tag flavor odyssey, tag Rob and I, and, uh, you know, we'd love to see what kind of, uh, a wine and cigar pairings you guys are putting together at home. You know what we need on the Dojo verse? And maybe I should bring this up offline, but we need some pairing badges. Ooh, yeah, maybe a little pairing badges. That might be a good idea. Maybe eventually, <laughs> maybe that. eventually, when we add like spirits or wine as a check-in, that'll never happen. Then, <laughs> then we could do that. But yeah, that's a great idea, Robbie. I, I, I like the, the pairing badge. That's pretty sweet. That's not bad. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of the things that I, I love about doing the show is uh, trying some new things, and and you know, we've we tried couple of new things in these first two episodes and with mixed results obviously and uh to hall of famer kevin acuff no i was not trying to pass off last week's pairing on jordan it's just that's <laughs> jordan's favorite one of jordan's favorite cocktails it's one of my favorite cocktails the pairing was 100 percent my idea and it was a a phenomenal flop um now I, i'm kind of taking it uh, like i jordan we should start like a crusade to find the right pairing that's right and the groaning i because it's, wanna, it's, a it's too good of a cocktail to ignore it exists. You know we saying? need to find it. It exists. We, it, there's, it's out there. It's out there. We'll figure it out. But um, it's definitely not. What did we smoke last week? Whatever we smoked last Arlequin. week, it's definitely not that. Alakin. Yeah. Alakin. We can learn from that. Great cigar. Terrible pairing. Um, but yeah, this was great. I'm, I'm digging that Randy's getting ready to post on the Dojo Verse right now, taking his photo. I appreciate that. Uh, I took mine before the show started. Good job. Uh, Petite, uh, Petite Syrah is uh, very similar to uh, Zen. Actually, Eric, when it's Petite Syrah, it's spelled S-I-R-A-H. Mm. And Syrah or Syrah. Dude, I'm doing this on my iPad. Give me a break. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I just, that's, that's all right, I, I, Eric. I it's not even accurate what he just said, so it's fine. <laughs> oh! Petite Syrah. Syrah with an I would be the uh, Australian Guys, growing Chad, of, uh, Chad. French Syrah. Season four is just a Boulevardier with a different cigar every episode. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'm totally oh, down with that. Oh, Actually, oh, we, we, could do eight, we could do eight episodes with that and then eight episodes with peated scotch and Randy would quit. So if we ever want to get rid of Randy, that's how we do it. Um, no, that's... And yet someone like, that we've looked, has we've learned. more knowledge and more time doing this that could be better than me. Who knows? Yeah, that's, well, you know, so there's somebody. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but this is the second time. I think it's the third Red Wine show that we've done, if memory serves. It's not? It's only the second. I think it's the second Red Wine, third wine overall. We did the Chardonnay with okay. the Uno. I thought we did another Red, but I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, we but did Port. Zinfandel, yeah, we did port. We did port. We did port. That, that was the second part. That's the second part of my point here, is that Syrah, or, uh, uh, Syrah uh, Zinfandel, like red wine, it's not something that we really think of. Like Eric, to your point, that right. we really think of to, to pair with cigars, which doesn't really make much sense because you, you, they're kind of 
they're both kind of, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say bougie, but like, like people who are smoking cigars are not really doing it on a budget for the most part. It's, this is a, this is a luxury item. It's, you're, you're making room in your budget for this. And, it, you know, you, you, you buy what you can afford to buy, but it's, it's not like, I don't know, you're not just, you're not just smoking cigars just to smoke them. I mean, these are, you're smoking cigars because you want a specific feeling. Right. And right. You, you tend to. Who's the to standout? Who's, who's the one What's, taking the lead? Yeah. Right. What? Like with oh, a like me. a wine and a cigar, like who's who's gonna take? They're both like trying to be the stars. Now, uh, for years, Robbie Port has been a pairing with cigars that people typically do, but I actually prefer this because I do too. It because as a cigar guy, it sort of it doesn't take. I'm not gonna say I don't think it's right to say it takes a backseat, but it doesn't. It isn't the main player. It's not overpowering. It's not overpowering with the port. It's so Way sweet. Too sweet. And so, like, this Zinfandel is, like, the better version of the port because you're getting the flavors that you want, but it's not overpowering the cigar. And so, but you're I right. Wish you're I, had, right. Like, I, I wish I had, sorry, I'm totally cutting you off. No. I wish I had, like, a sound bite from the port show. How you said, like, this was the one thing, like, if moving forward, I'm only going to pair cigars with port. Like, you totally said that in the show. <laughs> I was wrong. If I said that, I was wrong. I was a thumbs well, down, I, by the way. They, I mean, that's kind of the, the point. Of, that's really the point of what we're doing here is to Experiment. is to move forward and try different things. Mm-hmm. The, the port pairing, I, I thought, was a huge success, uh, if memory serves. We all enjoyed that. Um, maybe not the specific pairing. I don't know. I'm getting confused. But port really does work with, with cigars. Wine really does work with cigars. We don't just have to drink bourbon or rum. I mean, those are great, too. But you can kind of expand the horizons a little bit is the only point that I'm trying to make. Right. No, right. you're right. Those, I feel like... Those two and coffee, just the colors are similar, and you're getting like these oh, they're car- these caramely vanilla kind of flavors, and that just makes so much sense. But like a wine that it's a little more out of the box, so like whoa, I gotta go into these yeah. fruity, maybe tart kind of regions that it's a little harder to do. Yeah, you just don't think of it as being the same way I felt about a mojito. Like, I just don't think of cocktails that have a strong fruit component. That are going to that are going to work, and they do. There's that that acidity really does cut nicely through some of these flavors and, and kind of refresh the palate uh, in a way that's um, that's really beneficial for both sides, I think. But uh, anyway, on that note, uh, what's going on on Smoke Night Live on Friday? Boys? Well, believe it or not, uh, Rainier Lorenzo, uh, the blender of this particular cigar, will be our guest on bada Smoke Night Live on Friday. So that actually was not planned. It uh, just sort of like worked out that way. Sometimes it works out that way, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, Rainier will be on, so we'll talk about this show on Friday as well. And uh, we'll talk about how uh, Rainier sort of like is blossoming into something bigger than, uh, you know, like finally breaking through. It's kind of like, you know, for a while, you guys ever have like a band that you really like, and then like... Like nobody knows about that band, but then all of a sudden they sort of like break through. Uh, like, but does that ruin it? You're like, ah, but that I was my band. I was like, about uh, to say, Jordan's yeah. gonna say something about how it's <laughs> so good after that. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, yeah. that's not true. But like, do you have that? Like, there's something there, you know? Like, right. So uh, we'll we'll talk to him about that, like breaking through and becoming, you know, right. n- instead of just this really teeny like boutique favorite. Mm. Now, now all of a sudden he's becoming, you know, very well. There's 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 HVC. Fans now that just only smoke or almost predominantly smoke HVC. So 
We'll get to talk to Rainier about that. He's been in the business a long time, but it seems like now all of a sudden, boom, he's he's blossoming. So well, that'll he be. He was like he was like an OG with Agonorsa. Right. Know? Yeah. Like he was yeah. uh, 2011 doing Agonorsa before almost right. any of these other guys. So yeah, be, I can't wait to yeah. see see that episode. I, if if I'm not mistaken, his father worked. Uh, for Aguinor Salif, which is ha- what introduced him to the whole process and, and was kind of the uh, the origin story of HVC was his father actually is, uh, uh, I think he's on the agricultural side. We going to find out. Plus, the best yeah, yeah. the best thing about the show is is Randy will be on to do the read. We're going to. And I want you to write that read like tonight and Randy rehearse it. Randy's going to do the read. So <laughs> you guys got to tune in because Randy will be doing the read. And that will be worth the price of admission just right there. <laughs> well, I, pre- I appreciate the offer. I always love to uh, make cameos on the show. Can't wait to, again, I, I, I really enjoy the story uh, as, as Rainier tells it. He's a, he's a class act guy. Uh, you know, anybody that hasn't seen him speak yet or got a chance to meet him, he's a. A phenomenal human being, and uh, yeah, really, really looking forward to the show. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to chat with. Uh, super smooth guy, right? Oh like, yeah. He's, oh yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> he's he's got the, like the, the beautiful accent. He's a good looking guy, and he kind of he kind of plays that. I mean, you can't. I, I if I were good looking, I would play it up too. I just never. <laughs> uh, cigar I, man crush, maybe. Never <laughs> smooth either. But uh, if I were, I would play all that up. So I don't blame him. But uh, he's he's a really cool dude. Uh, a lot of fun to chat with. I've I've had the uh, pleasure of interviewing him several times, and um, I think the first year that I was with Mombacho, I want to say 2017 IPCPR, their booth, the HBC booth was right next to ours, so we chatted a lot uh, during that time. And you know, I was smoking his stuff, he was smoking our stuff at the time. It was a lot of fun. Good dude, really, really good dude. And it's it's crazy to think that HBC's been around since 2011. Been around for a decade. Insane. So, it's nuts, and but it, and Eric, you said all of a the sudden they burst onto the scenes. Like, no, it's not all of a sudden. This is a lot of work. To uh, this is a tough industry True. to break in. And there's some I kind mean, of saying that I that would go right there. <clears throat> I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and that being said, uh, next week on Wednesday on Flavor Odyssey, we will be wrapping up the Earthy segment of season three with the Placencia Alma del Fuego with a rum. Partners and uh, pairing. Now that should be, um, that well, sounds well, that le- sounds like it should be good. At least the cigar is er- is earthy this time. That sounds like it should Keep be it super good. Keep it up. Uh, yeah, super earthy cigar. <clears throat> um, really excited about trying trying that. Uh, you, you know, it drives with that Ometepe. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that growing region. It's probably the the you know, one of the lesser spoken about Nicaraguan uh, tobacco regions and, and the, the minerally uh, earthy character, I think is going to, I'm really excited to try that with that sweeter rum um, uh, uh, partner in the, uh, in the pairing. And that, that being pairing. said, and then we will go from, uh, uh, from earthy, that'll wrap up earthy. We'll go into a, um, into a wild card episode and follow up earthy with fruity Again, you know, all season long for season three, we will be choosing a fruity component that could come from either the beverage or the cigar, maybe both, maybe totally opposite from each other. But uh, by the time Rob airs on Monday, we will be able to roll out and let you guys know what exactly we're smoking uh, for that that second segment for fruity. Uh, I know you guys... uh, a lot of people still can't get to their brick and mortars. Need to order these online. We're going to get you that information. Uh, 
first thing Monday as soon as Rob's on the air. Copy that. Did we? Did we? We don't have. Do we have the? We have the cigars picked already, but we're not ready to announce what the. We don't have the pairings are. picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we we got to line them up a, l- a little so, bit tighter. We got we we've got yeah, it mostly vetted yeah, yeah. out, but we'll meet this week and uh and we'll we'll announce that. Give you guys a couple weeks to get the cigars in hand. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And yeah, now, so I'm, I'm forward to- oh sorry, and now to cut you off. Uh, I uh we had we've always had a flavor odyssey schedule. I don't know if you guys know, but on on cigardojo.com you can go see the schedule. But now for the guys that just that just go in the Flavor Odyssey group on Dojoverse, it's also in, in there as well. So you guys can see oh, beautiful. What, what we're doing. Thank you for posting that. We appreciate that, Jordan. Beautiful. And when, and when we do have uh, cocktail pairings, uh, for like for the, the matcha highball, I, I went in there early in the week, uh, the week before, and, and posted what the, the, um, the recipe of the cocktail was so everybody could get. I didn't do that for Negroni. I should have. Um, but uh, moving forward, I'll do that with all the cocktails, just so you guys have some time to get the components together uh, if you want to play along at home. For those of you scoring at home, as uh, they say, if you ever listen to baseball on the radio, and you should because baseball is best on the radio. Um, That's a fact. Anyway, true story. Well, it's best in person, but listening to it on the radio is even better. But I listen uh, to it on the radio even when it's best in person. It's best in person, but radio is even radio is even better. So, so if you got the radio on in person, oh. yeah, no, that's, that's what I do. No, that is, no, he's no, you not can't wrong. Because like, I, I know he sounded like he convicted himself, but but if you you've got the radio the, on, oh, you really do that in the stadium. Oh no, honestly, that's the best way to do it. Okay, people that complain you're, you're that gonna, it goes you're going to be a few pitches. You'll you'll be a few pitches behind, but that's all right. That's um, anyway, I didn't realize that's not radio works. No, no, you're you're a little bit late. Oh, only if you're streaming on your phone. I've got a real radio. <laughs> Are you really? Oh, yeah. Randy's, old, got uh, crank, he's got one of those crank. He's got one of those crank radios. Just winds up. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, all right, everybody. This this was a lot of fun. This was a great uh, a great pairing. Love this cigar. Um, Zinfandel, big fan. Uh, Randy, what are you doing? There's a um, anyway. Mosquito. Sorry. <laughs> There's no mosquitoes. Right, for Randy, for Randy or I, say anything stupid. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. Really mm-hmm. appreciate you guys. We'll be back next Wednesday. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.